Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. Today, they're going to reveal me today. Today, I get to meet with them. Today, I get to commune with them. Could you imagine, guys, could you imagine if everything we did was in front of one audience, in front of one? I mean, it would take away the striving. It would take away the competition. It would take away the comparison. It would break down every wall, every barrier that we've put up between us and him. It would break off religiosity. It would take away every chain. I feel the presence of God in this place tonight, God. He is here tonight. He is here tonight. He is here tonight. But he's not just here. He's not just here tonight because I'm here. He's here to meet with you. See, I didn't come here on my own accord. And I I want you to know something. I want you to not look at me. Because I'm only here to lead you to him. Like he's the father. Like he's the king. Like he's the creator. Like he's the one that wants you to leave this place completely different. He's the one that wants you to leave this place empowered. What if when we gathered every time we were filled with the spirit? What if when we gathered that every time it wasn't about us? What if when we gathered in his presence, what if when we came before him together, just like in the book of Acts, just like when they would come together, just like in that place, that place and that position where they were persecuted, where things were coming against them, but they came and they came together to meet with him, to be filled, to go back out again. See, we're here, and the one thing that we always talk about are the things that are happening on the outside. The problems that are happening on the outside, the political battles that we see around us, the limitations and the, and the things that we're, we're fighting against, and we, and we glorify that. But what if when we came in this place, we came so filled with him that what was out there didn't matter anymore because we just wanted to be together with him so that we could go out with more of him than we came in with. He is in this place. I came today with a word from the heart of God. Father, I just pray right now in this place, Lord, I ask for your spirit to move on every heart, to turn every heart of stone to a heart of flesh, that you might have your way, that you might speak life again. Holy Spirit, just like Ezekiel, when he, was t- he would tie his mouth up, he would tie his tongue to the roof of his mouth, unless he would speak, Lord, let that be my voice today. That you would speak, and it would be the purity of your heart that every person in this room would hear, that every person would see that they can be more like Christ today than they were yesterday. 
Thank you, Jesus, for your presence in this room. Well, I haven't even hit my notes yet. Oh, because the Holy Spirit has an agenda tonight. Oh, Rabba. What if we would just turn our attention to Him? Come on, for a moment, can we all just close our eyes and lift our hands in this room? He's here. Just close your eyes. Just lift your hands. And let's just welcome Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit. We ask you for a move of your spirit like never before. We ask you for a move of your spirit, God. A move of your spirit that would start in our hearts, Lord. That you would revive every heart in this room. Father, I thank you that every heart right now that feels condemned, that feels like they have no part of you. Father, I cast out that spirit right now in Jesus' name. Father, right now would you come and would you reveal, God, that you want us. To every heart, would you reveal to every heart that you want them? Oh, Yanamashe. Because some of you walked in today thinking about, <laughs> see, sometimes what happens is we come into the presence and, we be, and the enemy will begin to put the minds, the thoughts of all the things that we did before we got here. Like, I can't really get into that place. Like, I can't really come into that presence. What, what he's talking about doesn't, it can't, it can't really enter me because there's too much stuff on me. No, no, no. Because if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The old things have passed away. The new things have come. That there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And if you would come in this place right now, just come pour in spirit to say, God, I have nothing without you. And we would allow him to speak to those areas of our heart. It wouldn't even matter. It didn't even matter what happened last night. Because we would, be, we would allow his truth to speak in to where those lies have been and flush them out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel the Holy Spirit is doing something new upon his church. Like what if every day we came, what if every day we came, we weren't like, oh man, what, what's, he, what's, what's Daniel going to speak? What's, what's Greg going to speak? What's Celia going to speak? Oh man, I can't wait for the next worship song. But what if, what if when we came, what we would say is, Jesus, speak to me. Jesus, minister to my heart. Ah, Jesus, break open everything, Lord, and take out everything that is broken. See, some of us, have areas of our hearts that are still broken. But did you know that the Holy Spirit didn't just come to mend your heart, but he came to give you a new one? And so whatever area of your heart today that is broken, would you allow him to give you a new one? All over again. Even if it's for the 20th time, let him give you a new heart. Because that heart is his heart. 
and you'll begin to long for his desires. You begin to long for what he desires. You begin to long like it wouldn't be a burden anymore to gather. Like it wouldn't be a burden anymore to serve. Because we would be doing it in front of an audience of one every time. That everything that we would do would be in front of an audience of one again. See, because we've all lost focus at one point or another. But this is what it is to be brought back into focus. It's not to focus on us, but it's to focus upon the one. The one. Jesus, we want to focus upon you. Father, we want to focus upon your heart. Holy Spirit, break us for you. My message tonight, man, I don't even know how far I'm going to get through my, my notes tonight. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> mm. I'm just going to start reading. Ezekiel 47, 1 to 5. It says, it says, in my vision, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I, I saw streams flowing to the east um, beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gateway and led me around the eastern entrance. There I could see the water flowing through the, the south side of the east gateway. Measuring as he went, he took me along the streams for 1,750 feet and then led me across the waters. I mean, then led me across. The water was up to my ankles. He measured off another 1,750 feet and led me across again. And this time the water was to my knees. After another 1,750 feet, it was up to my waist. Then he measured another 1,750 feet, and the river was so deep, was too deep to walk across Sheke Araba. Wow. Hmm. See, what if, what if, we would walk, we would be led by the man who is Jesus so deep that it wouldn't be about us anymore, that there would be nothing that we could hold on to anymore, that there'd be no more of my, what my desires are anymore, but it would be about him again. What if he could take us so deep that we'd be submerged? See, because you, you were not created to stay where you felt comfortable. See, you were not meant to stay where you felt comfortable in God. Some of us, see, there's four levels of a relationship with God. 
And in this verse, you see that. And this is what you see. There's ankle deep. There's knee deep. There's waist deep. And there's submerged. See, it's so easy to stay where you have the stability. Where you have the, where you can say, you know what, yeah, I'm safe here. I'm still standing, still standing. It's so easy to stay in that place. See, I know from an example with my wife, when we went on our first honeymoon, when we went on our honeymoon, or only honeymoon, not first, only, only honeymoon. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think that everything that we do is a honeymoon, I mean, it could be like that. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what I'm going to say. When we went on our honeymoon, we were, we were, uh, we went snorkeling. And uh, Sydney is not too fond of the deep waters. She doesn't like the waves. I hope it's okay if I tell the story. It's good. <laughs> uh, this is going to keep going deeper. Let's. let's. <laughs> but in these, these waters, it was, it's, uh, it was hard to, like, the, water, the waves were beating at us a lot. And they kind of just, like, dropped us off on this boat and left us there and expected us to kind of figure out how we're going to get into water and go deep. So anyways, but you see on the surface, you couldn't see anything. And so Sydney had a, she, she felt like she wasn't having a good time because she was on the surface. She was like, she, would, she only went like to the shore and she stayed there and she looked in. And she was like, you know, she was seeing all the things that we were finding with the coral reefs. And, you know, this one guy, he went even deeper than us. And he went like, I don't even know what he found, like a coin thing? I don't know what this, a, a something dollar? What's it called? Sand. sand dollar. Yeah, he found like a sand dollar. And, and we're all like, wow, this is crazy. Like, oh, I wish I had gone that deep. And uh, what I'm trying to get at here is, is that where we, when we stay where we feel comfortable, we actually miss out on the promises of God, some of the blessings that God has for us, some of the things that he's called us to, some of the things he wants to speak to us, some of the things that he wants to so wants to do in our lives, we kind of miss out sometimes when we, when we stay where we feel comfortable. When we stay in the shallow waters. Because actually it's hard to see anything in the water unless you go deep. The secrets of his heart are only reserved for the submerged. The secrets of God's heart for you and I. See, they were meant to be revealed, but they're, they're revealed when we come with him, when we go close to him, when we stay with him, when we allow him to take us out, when we allow him to, to take us to that place where we feel the risk, where we feel the uncomfort happening. That's the place that he wants to take us to. We can only see so much in any other place. And I want to say to you today that maybe the reason why you keep speaking death over yourself, maybe the reason why you keep doubting yourself, 
Maybe the reason why you, don't, you, can't, you can't see the faith to believe for your friend's healing, for your family member's healing, is because you're in shallow waters. Maybe the reason why you can't see what God has already provided is because you're not where you were meant to inhabit. You, you weren't meant to live on the shore. You were meant to live in the deep. You were meant to live there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that you would convict our hearts right now. All of us, Lord, that we would let you lead us again. Deeper than we've ever gone, Jesus. It's no fun to stand when you can swim. It's no fun. It's no fun to, to stand. See, Christianity becomes boring. It actually, matter of fact, it becomes religious when you begin to just stand there. There's, that's, there's no, that's not the adventure that God had for you. That's not the purpose that God had for you. And when we stand there, we pretty much become another, we become, we just have a label, we just have a title. We just say that I'm a Christian. We just say that, 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 yeah, you know, I got saved. And the last testimony that you have of Jesus is 20 years ago. Or however long ago you got saved. But what if every day there was a testimony coming out of your life? What if, what if every day there was something to testify about? See, that's the place of being in the deep. Because you move in the deep. The waters carry you in the deep. You go in places that you couldn't have gone on your own. You see the things that God is, that, that you see in scripture, that you see in the scriptures. You begin to see those things become real in your life, in the deep. It's just religion on the surface. It's just religion when we put our feet in, when we put our knees in God. Maybe some of you, maybe some of us, the waves have crashed. The waves of, of tests have crashed. The waves of, of, of persecution have crashed. And you find yourself back on the shore again. Maybe the waves of attack have crashed and you see yourself on that shore again. And you say, how could I ever go deep again? See, what I love in this verse here, what I love, what I love, what I love is when Ezekiel is, is, on, is in that place in the water, if he's waist deep or he's ankle deep, when he's seeing this vision, I'm sure that he's, he's like, he's afraid because he's like, how can I go and like, how am I going to, like, what are we going to do? We don't have life jackets. They don't exist. How are we going deep? But what, what we see is the man who was leading. You see the man who was leading. Oh, Sharama. And let me tell you this. He cannot lead you from a distance. 
He can't lead you from a distance. He can only lead you when you allow him to take his hand. You allow yourself to take his hand. It's intimacy. It's that place of constant intimacy in every season that can allow us. So the, you know, the one thing, when I ever see somebody that has walked away from God or has backslid, the one thing I go is, as I ask them, how was your prayer life? How was your time with the Lord? How was that, how was that time in the secret place? What did that look like? And I kid you not, every single time, I have not had one time where this has not been the case, they have distanced themselves. They have distanced themselves from the one that wants to lead them back into the place of wonder, lead them back into the place of healing, lead them back into the place of restoration. Because these are all things that the river does. But when we, when we allow these things to overcome us, and we distance ourselves, we begin to forget how good he is. And when we begin to forget how good he is, the enemy speaks louder. And when, and when those things begin to speak louder to us, what begins to happen is we, we begin to doubt that we could ever be where we once were. See, I did that. I'll be the first one to tell you that I did that. I've done that with God. Where you don't know if you can ever go deep again. But that's because you're looking in what you can do to get there. You forgot about the man. You forgot about the man who comes and wants to take you by the hand and lead you. Don't look at where somebody else is compared to where you are. Look at the man. Stop looking at what you, you aspire or the prophetic word that you got and where you were supposed to be. Look at the man. Look at the man. He will change everything. He will captivate your sight again. And again, and before you know it, you'll be where you're out in the deep again. Because it wasn't about you. If you would let him captivate your sight again, oh, Ramasheka you would find yourself where you were meant to be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. See, Jesus leads us into rivers and not lakes. Where Jesus led Ezekiel was into a river. It flowed. It had a constant flow. There's constant movement. It gives life. As a matter of fact, you know that a hydro plant that produces electricity needs the flowing river. Maybe the reason why you feel dead inside is because you've settled for the lake. 
What if we've been settling for the lake because it reminds us of the river? Because it's, it's still water. But it's not living water. It's not the living water. We were meant to be in the living water. So that the living water could flow out of us. See, in John 7, 38, it says, Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures, for the scriptures desire, I mean declare, the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from your heart. They will flow from your heart. But how can anything flow? How can you produce anything that you're not a part of? And I want you to know today, it's an invitation. There's an invitation from the Lord. There's an invitation from the Lord that we would go deep again, that we would go deep into the river again. There's an invitation. It's an invite from the Lord. When you look at this verse and it says, anyone who believes may come and drink. You may come and drink. It means it's an option. It means it's a choice. It means you can decide to come. And it just, all it is, is for you to say, God, I am empty. I am dry. And I need you. I need your living water again. Don't we need it? Don't we need it? Come on, church, don't we need it? Come on, don't we need it? Don't we need it? Oh, in this hour, we need it more than ever. The world doesn't get this. The church does. Imagine if you had living water flowing through your veins. Imagine we could walk into a place. We could see someone that was just where we were and say, yeah, I know I was once there, but I got something for you. I was once there. I was once depressed. I was once discouraged. I was once broken on the inside. I was once, my heart was broken, but now there is living water inside of me. Do you want to taste? Imagine. This is what Jesus did with the woman at the well. This is what Jesus did. What Jesus did was, was he came to the well and he asked her for a drink. And she said, what do you mean? And then it goes on. And she asks him. I mean, he tells her everything about her life but not to condemn her. He didn't tell her everything about her. He didn't give her that word of knowledge to condemn her. What ends up happening is then there's an invitation. Would you have this living water? 
Will you drink with me again? Will you drink with me? This is the heart of the Lord. Right now, I hear this so strong in the spirit. Will you drink of me again? Oh, and when we say yes, no natural thing will ever, will ever suffice ever again. No natural thing will ever, will ever have the place in your heart again. When you've drunk of the living water, there's nothing. There is no natural thing ever again that you will try to let fulfill your heart. Because you'll be too satisfied. You'll be too in love. You'll be too taken over by the king of kings. And the Lord of lords that has adopted you as a son, as a daughter. You'll be too lost in him. That you will, you'll be uncontrollably flowing with rivers. See that woman at the well, when she began to flow with rivers, she began to testify of the one that she saw that give her the drink of living water. See, the hunger that we need to win the lost, it's not going to come from me giving you a command, from me telling you what to do, from anyone of that matter telling you how to do it, giving you a 10-step plan on how to win the lost. It's not how it's going to work. You just need a drink. Oh, come on. If you would just have a drink again, you would taste and you would see, and it would uncontrollably take you over. Like a fountain that would run over. This is his heart for his bride. This is his heart for his bride in this hour. It's a call to be so filled that the lusts of this world, that the pride of life, that the things that seem right to a man will have no place in your heart again. That the sin that so easily ensnared you would be torn off of your life. It would be removed. Think about it this way. See, I used to clean. I used to do power washing. And the only way to see, to get the, get the grime off of the, off of the driveway or off of the brick, wherever it was, was you needed a strong enough flow of water to begin to take that grime off, to begin to scrape it off. And it would just became easy once you had the right water pressure. See, what you need in your life, again, is not another tool of, of how to get free. It's to get filled because if you would get filled with him again, then what would happen is that the fountain would be too strong. The waters would be too strong for any dirt, for any grime to stay in your heart any longer. For any, anything that's been holding you back from who you were called to be. That secret sin so deep in your heart, it would be broken in a moment. If we would let him flow through us, we would be so pure. That's the pure bride that he's asking for. It's not about what you can do. It's about him in you. The bride without spot, without blemish isn't about you. It's about him. If he would fill you again, oh, all the dirt would be removed. There would be nothing left. And the confidence that you would have. 
my daddy has filled me. He has cleaned me. I can testify. I can testify. Thank you, Jesus. Do this to us. Do this to us tonight, God. Do this to us tonight, God. Jesus. What he thinks about you is only a mystery because you haven't accepted his invitation into the deep. I'm going to read this verse that proves it. In Colossians 1, 26, it's not up there, but I want you to just listen. I want you to just hear in on this. This is from the Passions Translation, and I believe this speaks beautifully to this. There is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations. But now it is being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to experience This means that there is nothing in God's heart that is held back from you. There is nothing in his heart that was meant to stay a mystery. It's only a mystery to the world. But it's being revealed. And as it's revealed to you, it begins to be revealed to them. As it begins to be revealed to you, won't it be revealed to your family? Won't it be revealed to your community, your neighborhood, your coworkers? If the mystery is being revealed, how is it being revealed? It's being revealed in that place of letting us, let him take us, letting him take us into that place in the deep where we discover the inners of his heart, his desire for, for you. His desire for your your family, his desire for your community. How can it be revealed? It is revealed through letting him take you deep. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, take us deeper. Take us deeper. Lord, we're tired of religion. We're so done with it, God. We want to go deeper. Oh, we want to go deeper, Lord. Mm. Some of you right now, he's moving on your heart. Some of you right now, you're feeling the heat of his fire, the fire of God upon you right now. Let him burn. Let him burn in you. Don't hold it back. Thank you, Jesus. So good, so good, Jesus. 
So how do we go deep? How, how do we get to this place of going deep? This, is, this, this might be your question. This is a question. I want to tell you this. This is how you go deep. Surrender. Intimacy and obedience. See, surrender is actually the place of your invitation for God to come. It's a place of saying, I'm done with me. I surrender. Come, take over. That's it. And then from that place, he can become, he can come close. See, maybe what's, what's holding him back from coming close to you is your lack of surrender. Because he's a gentleman, he's a father, and he's going to let you. See, the Bible actually says that he gives us over to our own desires. He gives us over to our own sin. But how we go, how we're able to get past that is that place of saying, God, I am just done. I, I surrender. I give you everything. And it gives him room to begin to come and to be intimate and to begin to speak in the depths of his heart to you so that you can give him what's in your heart. And it becomes this beautiful exchange that begins to happen over and over and over and over again. And when that begins to take place, the next step, the next place is obedience. I saying, all right, I know that you have filled me, that you have given me all these, you've given me all these amazing truths. You've given me these, these amazing pearls. But God, now, I, just, I want to obey you. I want to say yes. I want to say yes to these things. I want to say yes to what you've spoken over my life again. You see, the other day, it was, it was so random. Speaking on obedience, the other day, I'm literally in the parking lot at, uh, at Shoppers Drug Mart. I'm in the parking lot. And I'm literally, I'm just there and, and just, I don't know, the Lord's just ministering to me. And I just hear him say, I want you to go the other way. I'm just, okay. So I just drive the other way. And then he says to me, and I say to him, I say to him, I say, God, what? There's, there's no one here. And you want to know what he said to me? I just wanted to see if I could trust you with my voice. <laughs> that was it. There's no crazy miracle. No, 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 nobody getting healed or anything like that. But it was that place of obedience. Like, can, it, can, he, can he really trust us with his voice? That's what he's looking for because the delayed obedience is actually disobedience. Delayed obedience is actually that place of saying, ah, you know what, not on your time, on mine. But if we want to go deep, come on, come on, if we want to go deep, who wants to go deep? Come on, who wants to go deep? If we want to go deep. He's looking for that place. Who would say, I will go, send me, Lord. Whatever you say, I will follow. No matter how scary it looks, I will follow. 
No matter if it costs me everything, I will follow. Because it's worth it to be with him. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. Thank you, Jesus, that there's nothing more that satisfies than you. If we go on again to John 14, verse 15, it, it's so simple. This verse, it's so simple. It says, if you love me, Obey my commandments. And I want to I want to I want to say this to you that the loving comes before the obedience. It's the reason why the intimacy comes before the obedience. Because when we love him, when we're so deeply in love with him, what wouldn't you do for him? What wouldn't you do for the one that gave you everything? What wouldn't you do for the one that gave you his life so that you could be with him? That's that place. And when we become, when we, be, when we are filled with his love, see, the only reason we love is because he first loved us. And so when we allow his love to fill our hearts, it's so that we could give it away. Because we were made in his image. We were made in his nature. And so every commandment is out of a place of love. It's the reason why it's said like this. Because it's out of a place of love. You know, your obedience is out of a place of love. Some of us, we've lost that place of love, that first love. You want to obey because you want to stay close to him. And when you stay close to him, when, when you're in love, that is that place where you will stay close. It's like, why would I want anything to take me away from this place? Why would I want anything to take me away from this place? It's the reason why when we aren't obedient, when we are disobedient, we begin to feel disconnected. It's because he's calling you deeper. But you no longer have the same frequency of his voice. Because he's over there calling you and you're over here on the shore. Or you're over here ankle deep. Maybe you're over here knee deep. Maybe you're over here waist deep, but he's not done yet. He's calling you into the deep. Holy Spirit, call us into the deep. Let us go with you into the deep, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord, to the deep. We want to go there. We want to go with you, Jesus. Oh, we want to go there, Jesus. There's four things I want you to remember. There's four points to remember from this. If you forget anything else tonight, there's four points. 
Jesus will always invite us deeper. He will always invite you deeper. He's not withholding anything from you. He's not withholding anything. See, last week when I spoke of there is more, that's it. It's an invitation deeper. Number two, God can only trust those who are submerged. You might ask me why? Why can only why that sounds so harsh, Daniel? Why can't why can't God trust me in any other place? Because any other place is reliant upon you and not him. Which means that if he gave you what he wants to give you where you are, then you would have control of it, not him. But if you would allow him to take you into the deep places, then you would find that everything you need is actually found in him. And you can rest in that because you no longer have to put the muscle into stand. You're floating. You're beginning to float. You don't, have to put, you don't have to put the work in to try and, try and keep it all together, keep your life all together, keep everything perfect. Because he's the perfect one. Because he's the perfecter. He's the only one found worthy. Thank you, Jesus. And number three, God's heart for you is found in the deep. The reason why some of us, we can't, we, we don't know what direction to go. We don't know even, even sometimes we doubt our own selves. We doubt our own abilities. We doubt everything. We've forgotten. We fear. We worry. We look down at ourselves. We take out our hurts on others. And the reason is, is because we haven't allowed ourselves to go deep so that no longer we're not looking any longer with what we've seen over here. But we're now, we're able now to, to tip our head in the deep waters. We can, we can look in the deep waters. We're looking in a different atmosphere. We're looking at it from a different place. We're looking from a different perspective. We're looking at it from heaven's view, from God's heart. He wants to change the atmosphere in which we live in. There is a greater atmosphere that we can live in. Oh, I'm so done with living here. When I was met and I was seated in heavenly places. Come on. If I was seated in heavenly places, why am I still looking everything from earth's view? I don't want that anymore. I'm telling you, there is something. Mm. There is something for us this year, guys. There's something. 
There is something for us this year. I, I, I came tonight with this word from the Lord, from his heart, for his church, for his bride. And I was crying out, Lord, what is it that you want to say to your church? Guys, I believe that this is it, that this is it. That if we would allow him to take us deeper. Guys, imagine what we can see him use us for this year. Imagine what we can see happen in the city of Barrie this year. There is something fresh for his bride. Taste and see. Taste and see. If you don't believe me, taste and see. Thank you, Jesus. And number four, the fourth thing to remember. We go deep through surrender, intimacy, and obedience. If we would allow ourselves to just say, God, you know what? Yeah, maybe you're offending my heart right now. But I surrender. I surrender. Come on. You're just, you're so weak already. Just surrender. Just move yourself out of the way. It's never worked your way anyways. Just surrender. Just say, Jesus, all of you. All of you, God. All of you, Jesus. All of you, Jesus. All of you, Jesus. All of you, Lord. Ah, oh, thank you, Jesus. If you're here in this room tonight and you say, God, yes, I want all of you, Lord. I want you to run to this front. I want you to run to the altar. I want you to come and just come before Jesus. Come before Jesus. Come before Jesus. Just say, all of you, Lord. I surrender all, Lord. I'm done. I'm done playing games, Lord. I'm done. I'm tired. All of you, Lord. Just come before him. You're in front of an audience of one. All of you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Touch us. In the depths of our hearts, Lord. Lord, we're done. We're done. We're done playing games. We're done putting on a show of our own accord, Lord. We need you more. Take us into the deep, Lord. Oramane.
Lord's Jesus, take us deep. Thank you, You don't even need a worship team, it's you and him. You don't need a worship team, it's you and him. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We give you everything, Lord. Lord, take us back to the place where you first caught our gaze. To the place where you first caught our gaze and we said, Lord, I surrender. Take us back. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Some of you right now, he's telling you to dream again. You've lost, you lost your capacity to dream again. Saying dream. Remember when I spoke to you. Don't limit my dream. Don't limit my dream, or else it becomes yours and not mine. Come on, this is it, guys. This is it. This is this all it is. We're breaking out of religiosity. Oh, Lord, break us. We're done with routines. <laughs> Let your fire fall on us again. Fire fall. Let your fire fall. For those of you watching right now, let the fire of God touch you in your home right now. Let the fire of God touch you in your home right now. Jesus' name. That you would never be the same. So you would let him lead you into the deep again. Jesus.
Don't be too hesitant to jumpy to move right now. Stay in that place in his presence. Sometimes we're too quick to leave when he's just started. When he's just begun. He's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. Let him do that new thing in your heart all over again. Father, we want the real you. We want the real thing, God. We're not going to fabricate it. We want the real you. Come and touch us. I thank you for the Holy Spirit and fire right now. That you would fill every heart right now. From the front to the back in this place, fill us! Some of you, God, is calling you to that place of repentance. Forgive us, Lord. For those of you who are watching online, I just want to say thank you for tuning in tonight, for joining us online. Continue to receive in your home. If this word is touching you, continue to receive. We're going to end the live stream. You guys in here can continue to receive, but online right now. We say thank you for joining us tonight. We love you. We bless you. And I pray that the Lord would shine upon you. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.